1: This is Love Rugby League Weekly, or as I want to call it,
0: Lunch and Crunch. Lunch and Crunch. Sunday Brunch? No, no, it's not not Sunday. It's not brunch. We're not having brunch.
1: It's brought to you in association with Betfred, so thank you very much to our partners there. Um, Right, I wanted to crack on. We've got about five or six things that I want to get through. Uh, So you can tell I'm back in the horse chair, can't you?
0: Good to have you back there.
1: Oh, thanks, thanks. You've just time back since Malta, is not it? Oh, since yeah. Malta. Just stop, Mickey. You're making it sound like I'm always abroad. You are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You are. The facts don't lie, Dave. Well, um, I was wanting to try and connect with the Malta rugby league last was a, uh, nobody replied to my tweets. So, yeah. so, what, what can you do? Right, uh, I want to go, go cross straight in. So uh, we're going to be talking. Keith Lacougas, we're going to be talking championship news, we're going to be talking Super League previews and fitting a bit of that news in, which you said. We'll also be looking at uh, some stuff that we got sent by uh, our adoring public and our fans. If you do want to comment, by all means add it. I'm sure James
2: here will play. I've got it on on the iPad. So yeah, if you've got uh, any comments or you want us to talk about anything, do do let us know. But yeah, I wanted to start with Keithley Cougars because I posed the
1: question last week, um, and we didn't really know what was happening. There's two stories that have appeared in the Keithley News this week. Uh, The first one is that the club was placed in special measures anyway, which we knew about, Um, but what they've done is it was all running to a deadline date of the Tuesday just gone, Um, so they were under special measures which means they can't bring any new players in, Um, they had guys that obviously they didn't know what was happening, there's a whole issue about the ownership of the club. Um, but they've got a state of execution from the RFL, so the RFL have provisionally extended the period by an extra seven days to next Tuesday, Tuesday the 15th, to allow coach Craig Lingard to continue pre-season training, he's still got
2: 17 players Yeah, because i would read that they were still training which to be fair is pretty decent
1: of them It's a fair fair, fair comment isn't it, because you know nobody knows where the next wage packet's coming from I know that they cleared and they paid everybody up didn't they Mm -hmm. from the other company, but you know we're we're sort of like here in this situation, where apparently there's a, there's a consortium that's interested in taking them over, which is fronted by former chairman Mick O'Neill, and he was in charge during the Cougar Mania days, right. so you know, he's obviously got some affinity with the club, it'd be great
2: to see him come back into the sport. I suppose, the, I suppose the, say, the main saving grace for Keith is that the season doesn't start till that like March, does it, the, the League One season, is it? We always have
1: a well. It's, it's actually a little bit sooner. It kicks off on Sunday the 17th. of oh, February, sorry, middle, So, middle time, yeah. so they've, I think we've got the, a couple more weeks. Still, they've got it? a couple more weeks in the championship. But, but even so, you know, you're sort of charging into a into a season with six weeks preparation.
0: It's yeah. not the greatest, it's, is it? It's very, yeah. It's very dangerous. And, it, and say if a, a few of them players pick up injuries, then they're going to be like, what? Well, West Wales had to field 13, 14 players. swallows back in the last season it's no good for play welfare, we always want about play welfare and uh, this, it, this keeps being allowed to happen so uh, I think it's it's sad times for Keithley, I know they're a traditional club um, and it's clear that Craig Lingard obviously has a great love for the club if he'd, he'd be sticking with him yeah. when, when he could have easily have just uh, walked away and I think if Lingard had walked away then we might we might be looking at a, it's a totally different situation at the moment.
1: Do you throw some blame at those owners which came in?
0: Because These oh, yeah. owners came in
1: at sort of like midpoint of last season, uh, so about April I think they came in, and
2: then yeah, I think everything I, just went wrong. I, I mean, I think the thing that I think there's, there's there's always two sides to the to the thing, isn't there? Obviously, you've got these clubs that have run for however many years, and then you've got people coming in and owning it, and I I suppose you've always got that, there's almost that crossover between the business and the community, if you like, so like, obviously a club that's existed for years and years, fans obviously feel like, you know, the affinity, and they feel like they've got a bit of ownership of the club, but the reality is, is there's a business aspect to all sports clubs now that have, have got to make it sustainable, but then at the same time, you know, you'd like to think that whoever's owning it would be responsible enough to make sure it doesn't go belly up it's not like they've been chucking loads of money at it because you know they're just you'd imagine if you know you'd imagine if Keithley ran it sustainably they couldn't be much lower down than they were now anyway so it's not as if a, a, an owner's come in and I think they have them. been running sustainably but
1: yeah. obviously this new set of owners have come in uh, they've had grand plans which haven't materialised for whatever reason. I, I I don't know. Maybe if there's any Keithley fans watching, you can, you know, feed us in on a bit more information than what we've actually seen. Um, But I do find it encouraging that there's still that interest factor out there, isn't there? You know, the likes of Mike Smith involved, you know, looking at getting involved again. Um, So it just shows how close it is to to people's hearts. I mean, I know Keith Lee's had a couple Mm -hmm. of issues down the years, Mm -hmm. haven't they? Because they they had that issue where, was it Leeds took half the players off in one season? Was it 2000 or something like that? Um, Obviously, they had the same thing. Obviously, like
2: saying the Kugamania thing. But I mean, that was 20, the, the
0: 20, 20, odd is, 20 odd year ago now, so it's like, you've got to... The shame is, it's, it's not just Keith Lee who are struggling uh, financially. We've we seen last season a host of League One and Championship clubs. Well, I know, I know Super League clubs are struggling, but we've we seen particularly in League One uh, last season a number of clubs struggling where they've had to set up pages, etc, and got funding, uh, where people have had to make donations to, to literally just keep them running until the end of the season, until they can change it again. Uh, so I think it's it's not it's quite a worrying time really for for lower league clubs to be honest. Yeah.
1: It's kind of a, it's a worrying time anyway, isn't it? Because I mean this time of year you've not got your, your stadium open, you're not playing games regularly, yeah. you've not got a lot of these places rely not on any other outside income, so it's just like they open for a match day.
2: I think I, really. I mean I mean one of the things at the moment is that is the question is there too many clubs because. You know, you've got the fourteen. Sorry, you got the twelve Super League teams, the fourteen Championship teams, and you've got another what, ten or eleven? So let's bring in more the expansion teams. then, in that case. Yeah, uh, it's just like is it too many? Is it too many teams trying to, um, you know, trying to just you know, trying to tap into the same player pool and the same money pool and, and stuff like that? Is that uh,
1: not the way that the Super League is wanting to go though? They're wanting a
2: reduced and I, a reduced well, Super League, like, yeah. Really? Yeah, and I think that's possibly sensible. I think you know i would imagine that 30 clubs tops we're an even smaller sport than we even
1: thought we were though so it's no point us talking about toronto or going and exploring avenues like that if clubs like keithley Alden, swinton rochdale
0: barrow these are all like traditional yeah sports. but if you look at, if you look at t- yeah i know what i know what you're saying about traditional areas there but if people aren't turning up they're not they're not turning up to, to watch them like, look at oldham for example the per. Like the biggest example, how many? They used to have thousands of fans of 10 games uh, before 2000, and and now they get what? 360 or 380 fans? Uh, through the home gates it's it's, uh, it, it's it's okay saying oh let's let's do something about the traditional clubs but if the fans just aren't, aren't bothered in, in turning up anymore. So what do you do you force them to go amateur then? Do you just yeah, say like, oh, I, well, I, yeah, I, think, I think you need to uh, well, you, I think I, to I, not, not throw, necessarily throw amateur a, but I think there
2: I'll needs to be a, a...
0: I'll throw a curveball in and what what <laughs> and it is a curveball, I'm not saying let's do it before people get, get, get on and mourn at me, but could you look at having uh, a, Manche- like a, a Manchester team or a greater Manchester team or whatever it is with them and Roxdale and Swinton there? Ooh, he's chucking in mergers. But, but I think it's, we have mergers.
2: We've just had an article that's gone live on the site just before, before we came on about um, Super League, obviously when Super League started a throwback Thursday article where we were looking at when they created Super League what they wanted it to look like so obviously the mergers and, and stuff like that and I think part of the issue is is that rugby league for the last 20 odd years or whatever, has been stuck between this um, do we want to have franchised expansion or do we want to just keep the clubs that we've already got and I think the, ultimately we're still stuck between that
1: Sure you've got to expand from your base there's to interest though. Well yeah. I, the I, no,
2: I understand that, but then yeah. if you, like like Drew's saying, if you look at some of these clubs now they're only getting a couple hundred fans and it's like, you know, the the comparative level to that in mm. football is like division nine and ten. It's like, I mean? like it c
0: CUMB- 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 is a big example as well. Like look at the, the likes of White Tablework to what they get what Around 500, 600 fans through the gates. Mm. Yeah. Uh, they'll that, they'll that, get a bigger like... crowd this weekend because they're playing against each well, other. Really, yeah, yeah, well, well, yeah. if you look like ten we'll, years ago, but, I'm but, not even going. but look at the amateur teams in Cumbria. That rugby league's still a big sport in Cumbria. There's no doubt about it. But if you if you look at the figures of the, the semi-professional clubs, professional clubs, then the, it's it's. Well, it doesn't fair. necessarily but
1: mean that if you combine them together, you're going to get. No, 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 no. I'm, anyway.
0: I'm not. going. No, I'm not going to. But is it? The the question needs to be asked about um, I don't but well, I think because I people have... people would rather or they'd rather just go and watch the local team, it seems nowadays, like Kells or whoever. Um, but do be, they? Like, are you saying this? Have,
1: have you got any sort of evidence of this actually happening?
0: No, but it's, it's it just. Well, if they're not turning up to watch Whitehaven and Workington, Dave, who are the professional, well, semi professional teams. Have you been wearing Whitehaven and Workington? You see loads of Wigan shirts, loads of St. Allen shirts, yeah. you know. So there is a there is a
2: the football super. But is that, is that because the The perception is that the quality of the amateur league isn't that much withdrawn from the quality of the league one. Well, that's probably what I would. I you know people in Cumbria would they rather watch Kells against What's Wigan the, Saint Pat's than they would watch Whitehaven against Penrith? To or be whatever. fair,
1: probably the lower end if you compared if you compared light with light last year. Uh, I mean, we saw uh, Huntslet Club Parkside competing in the uh, the Invitational Yorkshire
0: Cup, yeah, shall we for, call it? Yeah, for, I'm, I'm glad you, you dubbed it that bit because um, I'm sick of people going on about it as so though it's revamped. And it's, but I like it, I like it, I like the fact that it's been brought
1: I mean, in. But that's a, that's, a, that's another discussion. Yeah,
0: it's good, it's cool, it's cool, but it's, it's, not, it's not the revamped. What Yorkshire I was team. getting
1: at though is that uh, Huntslet Club Parkside played against York City Knights last year, who, who romped to glory at that level, they had a succession of really high scoring games didn't they, they scored over a thousand league points they won by 34 points to 4 and by all accounts, the Huntsville Club Park side side that they faced wasn't the strongest that they can put out either, so it gives you an indication that they're a very strong club, they could probably finish about (coughs) half of that
2: division We were sort of talking about this yesterday weren't we Dave where there's no pyramid structure in place, Hmm. you know you you can't start at the bottom and then progress up And it's like, you know, is that where you need to draw a line and say, right, we have Super League and Championship, the two pro semi-pro leagues, and then have a pyramid underneath that and have a National League, you know, I almost have like a National League that's the top of the amateur game or the, you know, they might pay some players, which... Club Parkside, you know. Don't rugby. pay any players. Well, no, I know, but I know that's a
1: lot that's been thrown at them. But I asked a couple of other lads who well. No, tour, no, I'm not saying.
2: No, I'm not saying that they do. Know. What I'm saying is, is if you create this new league where well, you could pay players, you could potentially get to that point. But they're not. They've not got the pressure of having to spend hundreds of thousands of pounds like mm-hmm. you sort of got now in League One. Because oh, you know, in League One, to compete in League One, you've got. Some of the teams at the top of the League One have got players coming in from Hull, or they've got you know.
1: So, what are you suggesting? Something like maybe because I mean, there's a there's a little bit of that variation where there's uh, in some levels of the Union now, whereby uh, yeah, they've got like this pay and play. Yeah. You know? So play, players pay like they do at amateur level. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, but there are some that kind of take a little bit of money yeah, back. They get twenty five quid a match. I think that's I think that's where where you saying we reduce the teams. It's like you need to look at Super League and Championship. And, like you. Your professional slash semi-professional league and, and limit that at say 30 teams but then restructure what happens underneath that so you've got a bit more of a pyramid a bit more of a i know me and dave had a little bit of a chat about this yesterday about do you really re, does it need to be regionalized more than it is currently because obviously you've got the national conference league where you can pretty much play anyone from anywhere and um but who knows what's going to happen? Um, just before we move on, Dave, we've yeah. had Ben's comment about Keithley saying the owner, yeah. Shane Spencer, is a con man that failed the fit and proper test to run the club. He then passed ownership on to his friend and they're now asking for £30,000 for the club. And I think that's a good point about valuation of clubs, is that ultimately, rugby league clubs, they're not worth, most of them aren't really worth anything because they've got, like, look at Widness for instance. Obviously, yeah. Widness are in a bit of a takeover situation at the moment. The the current owners are happy to basically pass it on for free because they've not got any assets. The clubs haven't got unless you own your ground. You've not got any assets because the players aren't really worth anything, you know. And and, and you know any any small assets you got aren't really worth anything. So to be asking for money for to I hand o- over clubs just like I
1: always wonder where this fit and proper test comes from though because quite often the, these stories are uh, uh, the quite prevalent in rugby league, aren't they? Were either business plans get put in place and clubs can't seem to adhere to whatever business plan that they based everything on or or whatever or you get these characters you know i mean uh, i'm thinking going back a few years was it was it vaughn who was involved with this who uh, had a bit of a shall we describe it as a shady past obviously Mm -hmm. he's out to work on
2: but i mean it's always i mean it's like anything though isn't it it's like it's always easy for you to get your brother or your mate or your wife or whatever to, to put their name on it. even Their name's on the door even though you're running it. I mean, it's like, it's Makes like it seem like a pub though, doesn't it? Like, it's <laughs> like, 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 when, like when Brian Potter got banned from running Phoenix Club. He got isn't <laughs> uh, it, didn't he?
1: Jerry, yeah. Jerry St. Clair was his father time. Brian, Brian Potter, if you're out there, there's a couple of rugby
2: league clubs that could maybe do with your input. Yeah, so... <laughs> Um, so yeah, that, that's it. So I mean, it, it's almost redundant having that sort of
1: thing. I think it's a fascinating discussion, and I'm really intrigued to how it will pan out at Bay. I really hope that they pull through because I've got to be honest, it's one of my favourite places of going. I, I love going to Bay. I know other people might not particularly agree with me, but you know, Cougar Park is is one of my uh, one of my favourite venues. Uh, right, moving on. Uh, the next thing we've got championship news. There was quite a, uh, a couple of stories which I've um, uh, sort of caught my eye. First of all, today, Rochdale, Hornets, and I've seen Lee Mitchell as their skipper. He's turned into a very experienced campaigner these days, Lee Mitchell. Yeah, um, has, he, off at Warrington.
0: Yeah, he had a couple of years out of the game as well, didn't he? A couple <laughs> of seasons out of the game, and then he's, he's come back. He played a bit for Warrington Reserves, and obviously they've got that link with Rochdale. I think it, it came through that he's moved though. He's a good player, experienced forward. Uh, he, obviously, he, he didn't work out for Warrington, and he played a bit. I think he went cast, didn't he, and, and spent a bit of time at Batley as well, so he's yeah. got he's he's uh, a... Whitehaven White as well. Yeah. Did a spell in Australia, I think. Well. So uh, he's, got, he's got a fair bit of experience, and I, I, I like the Luke at Rochdale uh, next season. I don't think they'll be, they'll be struggling as they did, uh, did last time. They
1: brought some reasonable players in, and I think Carl Forster is trying to get wherever he had going at Whitehaven, going yeah. at Rochdale, hasn't yeah. he's, he's entrusting a lot of those guys that he had over at Whitehaven. To his
0: easy, Rochdale venture, is I think what's good about Rochdale this year is there is a blend of youth and experience. Whereas I think <coughs> in previous in the previous uh, last couple of seasons, um, I think they've been uh, too young. If you understand what I'm saying, Dave, I don't think they've had enough experience, uh, and that's where they, what what they've been lacking. So I think we'll uh, go. I think they'll go well in 2019, and obviously. They can, they brought some like some household names, they not just Scott Moore obviously. They've, they've got uh, Paddy Flynn who, who had a go, very good try scoring record at Witness. Yeah but he's been uh, out with the pro game for a couple of years yeah, he has. was yeah.
1: taking nothing away from Thatter Heath where he was and he was running tries for them as well, uh, in the conference. So you know he, I, I agree, excellent mm. player. Um and I think that the squad I actually like the look of Rochdale. I've always got I've got a bit of a soft spot for Rochdale as well. They're doing some great stuff off the field as well. They're playing against Rochdale Mayfield Mm. uh, this coming weekend, which should be Battle of the Borough. Battle of the Borough, Uh, and also as well, an artist I was copied into a photo just before Christmas. That um, when I had the conversation with the village in Fiji, and there was those links with Rochdale, which I was amazed. Uh. One of the best things I've ever been involved in. Um, But they've sent a load of stuff out now to 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 this uh, Sunaka. Mm. Um, Load of uh, balls, playing equipment. Um, boots, uh, shirts. So well done to Rochdale, though. I think they're getting a lot of things right, you know, off the field. So um, I do like going there as well. They're another favourite. <laughs> maybe maybe I could just list every favourites, favourite. Dave's faves, you know, something like that. Um, I thought it interesting with Featherstone Rovers that they've signed the NRL hooker Cameron King, ex Parramatta, played 11 games at NRL level last season. Very very good.
0: Okay, uh, in my opinion, Dave. Like, he's, he, he, I, I know obviously games are hard to come by in the NRL when you when you're at a certain level, and obviously he's been in and out of the Parramatta team, and he's I think he's made just over forty appearances in total in the NRL, but he's goal kicker as well. So hopefully he'll, he'll add a bit to to Feb. I, I was thinking he, he might have got a Super League gig. To be fair, Dave, I thought he might to a uh, Super League club might have had a punt on him. It's
2: a bit oh, of a gamble, it's it's a a bit, a, a bit of gamble, or using one of your quarter spots, isn't it? Though I'm true, not true. Uh, well, well yeah. thought, no, You said, you said this. some Featherstone, are are
1: two half backs don't they? In the centre, yeah. you know, coming over yeah. from Papua New Guinea. Now that is a risk. As well, as yeah. As I think. Johnson.
2: I mean, I think you look at we were we were sort of talking about Featherstone last week, and we weren't really sure how they were gonna how it was gonna work out from because obviously they're quite thin on numbers, and like I said, the Papua New Guinea lads are here. Are they gonna start slow, but then grow into the season? It's gonna be tough. Um, it's going to be tough to get in that top five because you know, look. I mean, a bit like last season where you had the six going into four, this year you're probably looking at have you got six or seven that have got going to go into five? No, I like don't
0: like think yeah. yeah, Aaron's
2: saying, Will King end up at Leeds? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dual Edge, what's, what's their quarters on, like? the, <laughs> on the reverse? Dual possibly, Edge, possibly, yeah, because yeah.
1: got is it Lily, Yeah. Lalea, Lalea, yeah. Yeah, and they've got uh, Conrad uh, Hurl Merrin Merrin yeah, Marin. Marin, yeah, Paso. yeah. But is there an extra spot there? Uh, yeah, I mean does anybody even
2: know I'm not sure anybody even knows what the court rules yeah, do are we
1: anymore maybe, maybe as well this Cameron King maybe for all we know he could be on a British passport well yeah you, you,
2: all you all never know but right.
1: I mean his, his qualifications within the game I mean he was an Australian schoolboy skipper back in 2009 um, and come to think of it next time I see Johnny Pownall at Lee. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask him about this fella because have uh, played against him because um, it was all part of that tour when the Community oh, lions yeah, yeah, yeah. went over in 2009 um, but he, he was the skipper of the Australian side in that tour and like you said He's found games at NRL level a little bit difficult to come by, yeah. where he's kind of been yeah. in and out of
0: all the clubs that he's been at, really. Um, but but, but, I, but yeah, yeah, it could be to, be a good sign. To play 11 games last season in the elite, elite mm. com- best competition in the world is his class status, and then go, go, go to a second tier English club. Like, you, you might have thought, well, you might have just uh, stayed at that level kind of thing and, and just played New Cup and Queensland Cup or something like that. Uh, so we, he's taken a bit of a gamble uh, coming over here as well and, and testing himself in in the step into in England.
2: I certainly think Featherston's a very interesting. They're going to be a very interesting club to follow because, you know, they're they're sort of a bit like you know you probably wouldn't put them up there, would you, as mm-hmm. your top four or five? But if they if they get things going and they get together, you know, got it's, a new Australian coach, you know.
0: So like like you said, Dave, we with Feather this year. It's all about the Woolworth brothers because. The the halves are the most important positions on on the field, um, and I, for me that move could go one or two ways. It could it could be a, a masterstroke of, of, of signings and, and really light up the championship, or they might it, go home after a game like or, what happened with a couple of players last season. Well, or, or, or they could just uh, just completely flop and, and and it not work out for them unfortunately. So it's it's going to be interesting to to see how they do, but. Uh, when, I, when I covered the 2017 World Cup, they were fantastic for Papua New Guinea, but it's obviously different conditions and a different time.
1: I want to move us on because I want to talk Super League previews. Now, the way that I thought this could work is over the next three weeks, if we take four teams yep, and yep. we talk a little bit about the squads, maybe where they've improved. Um, so I'm going to start off one that I was looking at in a little bit of detail this morning. Wakefield, because they've been there or thereabouts sort of approaching this top five for the last sort of couple of years, haven't
2: they? We, I should, at this point, just sorry to interrupt you, yeah, yeah, no Mel, Mel, Mel chucked in at the very start of the video Wakefield Trinity top three. Ah, wow.
1: wow. oh, so it fits nicely into this yeah. bit then. So,
2: and yeah. um, looking through the squad, it is a decent squad
1: for the money that they're paying out and you look and they've, they've not made too many changes they've brought in Danny Brough of course which would improve any team he still knows his way around the rugby league field long long career at uh, Huddersfield he's still a very clever player they brought in Craig Copjack who I've always rated at Salford gets through a lot of the dirty work and perhaps at times you don't notice him but it's always those players that you don't notice who you miss he's a bit of big units as well is, yeah, he yeah. is. <laughs> and
0: Chris Chester. likes is a big pack doesn't he and and cops are going add to that. And
1: they've also brought in George King from Warrington. And for me, he's been one of the most underrated <laughs> forwards at Warrington, despite the
2: thoughts of was it um, someone on the council? Oh, the mayor. The mayor got oh, the mayor it? got sacked. Actually, he got he got forced to resign after despite that. Despite his thoughts about it. But him. yeah, I think I mean I, think, I mean I had a really good chat with Michael Carter at the uh, at the Super League Dream Team, um, and that was actually one of the one of my favourite pieces I wrote last season. And I think they, they seem to have developed like a, a good culture at Wakefield, and, and of course when you've got a coach like that, signing the right players is quite mm. important, because you don't want to sign too many, because you don't want to disrupt it, but then you don't want to sign the wrong sort of players, um, and so you look at, you know, Brough and Jack certainly, you know, you look at both of them players, and, and they're adding quality, aren't they, to your, probably to starting yeah. thirteen. team, um, so, really, it's, it's, just, it's just really impressive how Wakefield have sort of gradually built, they've not done anything, you know, they've not spent loads of money, they've not gone out and signed loads of players, they've just developed players, they've they, they, they know what they are. They know what they are. They know what they're about, and um, you know they finished fifth the last two seasons. And of course, if they can finish fifth this season, they'll, they'll be in playoffs, and that'd be an outstanding achievement. And just, think, to, just to mention yeah. on budgets like, like we were speaking about before,
0: Wakefield are probably one of the best clubs uh handling They're their own budget at the minute. Michael Carter is obviously a very passionate chairman. He's, he's done a, a fantastic job with the budget alongside Chris Chester as well with, with the, the recruiting and retention of players as well. I mean,
1: you look in the back line, there's lots of tries there. Last season, Tom Johnston, 24
0: games, 24
1: tries. Ben Jones Bishop, 27 games, 18 tries. Then you look at the likes of Bill Tupo, uh, 14 tries in 31 games. Reese Lynn, who made his England debut, 11 tries, 29 games. Um, Two who got
2: the dream team, of course. Exactly,
1: yeah, and you know, there's there's other guys as well that stand out. Matty Ashes had a brilliant season. Dream team, Kyle Wood has (laughs) finally become this regular Super League hooker that we always believed he probably could be. Uh, So I like the way they've developed. I think, though, that there's a big question mark over one guy that's served him really well over recent years, and that's Danny Kermond. He only played 12 games last year. You look at his injury record over the last two or three seasons. He's, he's handed the, captain, he's I the think, captain's. Game yeah, game. yeah, I, I, I think
0: uh, he's coming to the last stage of his career, but I think he, know, he also knows that as well. Uh, yeah, He has handed the captain's armband over now to, to Jacob Miller. Um I don't think Kerman will play I think he'll play a similar number to what he did last year to be honest hopefully no injuries this yeah, time. yeah, that, yeah. he's been um, really hampered by him he, over the last few yeah, years yeah he has yeah, he's a fantastic player Danny Kerman and he was probably over the last six years or so he's probably Wake, Wake, Mr Wakefield hasn't he he's been the standout he, even made, uh, he was only like, one of Wakefield's players who was in the Dream Team, the team, the dream team I think, 2012, I think 2012 re- or whatever
2: the really interesting thing about Wakefield is they've got players that have for whatever reason, not done well at other clubs mm. and being sort of cast aside. You know, Jacob Miller being a prime example. Yeah, it's a whole then, lot of Yeah, area. you know, yeah. like, you know, Riesling's another one. I mean, you could even say Chris Chester himself, you know, he got discarded by LKR after three games one season and they got relegated. And it's like they've got these players who've perhaps, you know, they're hungry to prove a point and, you know, it's credit to Wakefield that they've developed them. I,
0: f- I think Wakefield's backline, as you said, Dave, it's something else, isn't it? And it's going to be interesting to see. This year, he'll, he'll go full-back. Will he will go at fullback? Will Joe get his chance at fullback or will it be Ryan Hampshire, obviously? Ryan yeah, he Hampshire. played about half the season last year, did. Yes, yeah, uh, obviously, has, has gone, yeah. he's
2: been the long term
1: fullback. Also, keep your eyes open, though, for Luke Cooley. Now, he's a young fullback, I think he can play wing as well. He's been out at Alden for the last mm. sort of two seasons where he's played quite a lot of games at League One level. They were really raving about his performances last year. Um, they've also got some, some exciting youngsters that are just about starting to push through at Wakefield now, the likes of Titus Guasi, who I remember seeing a couple of years ago playing for uh, an England youth side. Uh, massive for his age at that time. I think he was 18 year old and he was just like storming through the defence. Mm-hmm. They played against this Scotland. Um, Scotland couldn't hold him
0: uh, that particular game. So uh, Lee Kershaw um, as well, he's he's joined loan for another season, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, and he played really well for Oldham last year. It? It? Yeah, they think a lot of him as well. So uh, it's got it's exciting times. So when you think of Wakefield, you you can only think of him going up, can't you? You, you, you don't think of him like you used to maybe ten years ago, where you thought going to Wakefield it could I, could be an easy win. I right? think it. I think and it's no, it's it's kind of the opposite. I
2: think the interesting thing is is that the season before last to finish fifth. And so if you sort of feel like, oh, was that a bit of a flash in the pan, you know, our yeah. team's going to figure them out. But then last season they finished fifth yeah. again, so it's like they've clearly got something about
0: and it. I think, it's, I think it's important for Wakefield fans to, to remain patient. I know, I know Wakefield fans might be wanting a fourth place finish or, or obviously, as we, we had a comment before, a third, a third place finish or wherever. Uh, I think it's important just to remain patient. You don't always, you don't have to just keep building and building every think season. If they can get
2: in the top five again, I think that's a brilliant achievement. Yeah,
0: well, the, if you think the Challenge Cup would be so, uh, it'd be perfect for a team like Wakefield, mm. but no doubt will probably. Touch on the Challenge Cup. Oh it? you've already it brought it. Oh, I, we are. I haven't actually I haven't actually Bro, said anything about the Challenge Cup. Fair this enough, Dave. We'll, we'll leave it. we we'll we'll it yeah, We've we'll done quite a, of, a bit of, we've done yeah. quite
1: a lot of discussions, haven't we? So i thought I'd stick to Betfred Super League and Betfred League wait, One, and
0: Betfred Championship this time round. But if you if you think wait, wait for the for, for the Challenge Cup, that could be a very good target for them this year. Um Hull Kingston Rovers, okay. Kane Linick's come out there and says
1: we can go top five I think he's been a bit enthusiastic in fairness, but what do you make of their squad? I'm sort of looking at it here. Quinlan has go got really, really out there, really
0: out. Well,
1: I don't want to go through no, all of it. Take, take I, I, won't I, read on I, this day, I
2: was quite. I think ulcar okay, have got a fairly solid team. I think they could. I think they could surprise a few people. I really like Robin Muller, and I thought he was. I thought he was Quality. really good last season. Oh, he's been a really come on. Above. Yeah, they've, they've got they've got three decent half back options in Atkins, drink, uh, Atkins, Drinkwater, and Maguire. The backs, you know, Craig Or came in last season. I mean, a lot's going to depend on can Ben Crooks be the Ben Crooks that he was at at Hull? It was it was, oh, it was, was it. good towards in the end of the end of last season. Ben to Crooks. be fair, it was
1: very very consistent to all the last sort of eighteen months. Because even when Lee were in Super League and struggling yeah. at the wrong end of the table. He was usually one of the top, I'd say, three performers in the Lee side. Last season, yeah. I thought he found a different level of consistency of championship. It's good. Uh, and he yeah, did it well going
0: back, didn't he? It? Going back to Hulk Kingston Yeah, Well, good, well yeah. When, the, when the score numbers were released, I, I was quite surprised because I thought Kayle K- K- Lynette well, I, I would have been, uh, uh, well, I have a starting. Jersey, I don't know. Numbers don't mean a great deal, but when, when you're looking at the strongest seventeen on paper, will does that hint at Lynette possibly playing in the back row rather than
2: the, the centre position? I mean, you look at you look at the team. that I've got you know, can Kynos become a prolific centre. Obviously, that Leeds he's never quite had. A regular run of games. Can he be a prolific try scorer? There's points in Craig Hall, There's points in Ryan Shaw. Well, you so, mentioned
1: Craig Hall there. Uh, I mean, what was it? He played eight games at All Kingston Rovers last year. Fourteen tries he scored. Yeah, he just carried on. I think it was something like thirty-four tries he scored all three last season.
2: You know, and you look at you know they've got they've got Tomkins. They've got they've got Greenwood. They've got Lynette. You know, Nick Scruton, Do you, you not know. feel
1: Tomkins is a bit of a spent force? These no, days, I, I still think he no. he
2: can do a job. They've got Danny Adam, of course. To who, me, who to who missed Burlough,
0: all I think Joel Tomkins is more of a middle man than a. A back rower. He may be playing box. at 13. Well yeah,
2: you? but obviously while well, iraqi he's got
0: 13. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it is going to be interesting because I, I'm surprised that, that obviously Garbert I thought he might have had a starting shirt, but obviously he's an impact player off the bench. So they've, they've got the six jumper, which is free. No, it's retired six, that isn't it? Isn't it, retired isn't it they, and then, and Roger I think, Which, I, at, I, I don't I, it's pointless retiring shirts, but we'll get on to what, that.
2: What's really interesting also about Hulk KR, and I've seen this mentioned, is obviously they released Clarkson and Donaldson, yeah. and obviously they've gone to Cass and Leeds, and obviously that's a bit of a strange Cass one. It, of Cass and course. Cass yeah, but it's a bit of a strange one, isn't it, because you look at players and you think, well, Hulk KR, if they're releasing players, you're almost thinking, well, why are they releasing them if they're then going on to sign for... for you know, teams you would expect to finish above. All I,
1: again, I think um, I think it's fair play to them players, you know, and the fact that they're still willing to be given a shot. And yeah. obviously, in the in the form of Donaldson, I mean, he's obviously worked his uh, worked himself to the bone, hasn't he? When he's gone mm. in at Leeds he's earned himself a contract there. And, and to be honest, I mean, Leeds finished below Hull Overs last year,
2: so yeah. are we saying Phil Phil Brown saying okay, are definitely top eight. Definitely top eight. I mean I mean obviously top eight. I mean yeah. top eight would be good. Top eight. I mean there's progression above for last season, of course. It certainly will, but it's it's, it's, it's gonna be a difficult one for,
0: for all KR to finish in the top eight just be, just because of the teams above them. I think they might they could they could possibly scrape into into the top eight maybe eight for seven. I think I've I said it
2: I've said it before, what you want is and I said it, I think I said it last week, what you want is you want to go as deep into the season as possible. With enough, with plenty of teams who can still have the fifth place mm. in reach. Because what you don't want to happen is you don't want the top five to run off, and it be like pointless, like, you know, do you know what I mean? A pointless seven or eight last games because the top five's decided. Uh,
1: but I think that's what will happen. I think we'll just be down to like two, maybe two or three clubs will be uh, after that top mm. five. Anymore. It's gonna be
0: interesting. Uh, obviously we are previewing, but it's gonna also gonna be interesting to see what this guild do.
1: I mean there's tries there in this all Kingston Rovers lineup as well. Adam Quinlan got 14 last season, we've already mentioned Craig Hall. Jimmy Kinehorse. actually has a really good try scoring record. If you look at his game to try mm. ratio there, uh, Ben Crooks can score points. What I, what I like
0: to, uh, who I liked to All our last season was Junior Vylai. Uh,
1: well, I, I, I didn't even mention Junior by yeah. I mean he got 11 tries yeah. last year. I think it was 19 appearances, 20 appearances that a, he made last turn. A time.
0: real powerful player as well, but an explosive player. And, and Makes yeah, good yards as well. And then
1: I In wonder whether we're going to get the Catalan's just drink Drinkwater or whether we're going to get the Lee Josh Drinkwater. I suppose it depends on what... I
2: guess the good thing about that situation for hull is they've got two other Super League half-backs, haven't they? They've got Atkin and Maguire.
1: I think the other good thing, is he's only on a one-year contract as well, so it yeah. should so, keep if, You know, key. So it's
2: like, if Drinkwater's naff for whatever reason, then he's not going to get a game because they've got Atkin and, um, and Maguire.
0: So we're thinking possibly. Are we thinking an improved season for all Kingston? Or was it definitely? But looking at the, the squad at first glance, definitely. Mm. Uh, well, we never mentioned Mitch Garbutt either. I, I Garbutt. always thought he was quality at Leeds. Oh, his and all, quality. And all the other people that maybe don't rate him as The other eye? thing is with Mitch Garbutt. There's no doubt in his quality. He's a, he, he's a fantastic front rower, but it's just his injuries. Well, when he can get out on the field, that that's what we struggle with uh, in the last eighteen months or so at Leeds. So it, it just depends if it, if he if he can get. 20, 20, 20 to twenty-four games out of been a season.
2: Uh, it'll, it'll be a, a good signing.
0: Um, I want to move over to Castleford
1: because I mean, you, you, you know, the big news there is obviously Luke Gale's probably out mm. for the season. They're telling us um, they've got the same issue regarding halfbacks and have they got the depth of quality? But I mean, we had a conversation, didn't we? Truman obviously had his breakout year last year. Was was brilliant when he first came into the team. Got some consistency going. They've got the likes there of Ben Roberts, who hmm. I always think he's a bit inconsistent, to be honest. Um, but Jamie Ellis is still there, and then Corey Aston has done the uh, he's done the hard yards around the championship.
0: It would be first. Well, see. For, first things first, I think. But Luke Gale struggled with injuries last season; only made fifteen appearances in all comps for for Cast. So I think it's not a bigger blow. Is it possible, as some people are making out, if if, if that's fair to say Dave, Because I yeah. think if you look last season, Truman did a fantastic job in in the absence of uh, Luke Gale, he Stepped up to the plate. Twenty eight really, games he played. Yeah, really, really made a, a good name of himself. So I think uh, oh, Truman's the main one uh, out of that before. He, he's going to be the star of the show. The team's going to be built around Truman. The interesting thing is now. Ben Roberts or Jimmy Ellis for me have got have got to step up, take their game to another level because tr- Truman's the runner, isn't he? He needs a, that that mouth and organiser next to him like like a, a Luke Gale normally does.
1: And to be fair to to be fair to to Roberts and Ellis, they played a very
2: similar number of
1: games last mm. term. So. I think the
2: thing is is people are talking about obviously replacing Luke Gale, aren't they? And obviously there's this talk about him you know, him coming off the salary cap and, and what have you. But where where do you go to get another halfback of, of of sufficient quality at this point of the season? You know, mm-hmm. at this point of the year. I mean, are they really? Is the are you really? Is there really a halfback available that's going to be better than Ellis or Roberts? I don't think there would be. And I think it's probably a little. We were sort of discussing this other day, It's probably a little unfortunate for Drinkwater that he signed for LKR because he might have been able to play LKR off with Castleford and maybe get a deal there. Who knows? I'm yeah, I'm he better. might have already done that. Yeah. He might have <laughs> done a little bit
0: little, little, little more between uh, yeah, Cats yeah, yeah. and got his wages wrapped up a little bit, but. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm with you, James. I, I can't think of anyone in Australia, New Zealand, or, over in, in, England as well for, for an halfback. To be honest, who, who's capable of? well no, who, who's, uh, who's, 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 who's like top class. Especially
2: in, when you consider, you know, with all due respect to Jared Samet you wouldn't have expected Wigan to have picked, picked him up. And it's like, you know, that, that may be, you know, and, and I'm not saying Samet's a bad player, but you know, that perhaps goes to show. The, you know how how hard it is to find the uh, you know decent quality halfback this time. To be but fair, I think
1: somebody's seen something in Samut though, haven't they? Mm-hmm. All this no, I'm, not, out, I'm not disrespecting
2: Samat whatsoever, but ultimately he was a Championship halfback last season, and now the, the Super League champions have signed him. Mm. So it's, it's an interesting one, isn't it? I mean,
1: again, there's tries. I expect there to be tries this season coming from the likes of Peter Matotia. Thought he was really, really good last I year. A,
0: yeah, I was just about to mention Peter Matotia. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously he was starting the season at Lee, he was phenomenal in the championship, wasn't he? he was, but he was by far that standard star in the championship last season. And then he went to Cass, made a bit of an impact at Cass, um, but I'm expecting big big. Real big thing. And the fact that Greg Eden only played 18, about half
1: the games yeah. last year and still ended up with eighteen tries suggests yeah. that you stick him on wing, he's going to get you twenty tries if he plays anywhere oh. near the amount of games.
0: You, you know. could get a QLT back and play him in Armsdale. Yeah, Cast.
2: We've got a few comments on Cast. Uh, Aaron saying if, if Corey Aston has the right head on, he can step up. He's uh, come on massively. Yeah. I would
1: yeah. agree. I would agree. I've always thought that Corey Aston has had a lot of potential.
2: Um, well, it's one of them, isn't it, Dave? I mean, why have him if you're not going to throw him in at this point? Surely this is why you have a, you have a squad, you know, if you've got a problem. you probably And I guess this is the point that Neil's making, is Neil's saying, if Casper are allowed to take Gale off the cap, then the system is a joke. Cats have a squad and an academy to deal with injuries. It's why clubs have squads. And to be fair, you know, okay, yeah, in a salary cap sport, when one of your top earners is out for the season, it's difficult. But then, like I say, why bother having players 24, 25, 26, if, when you get an injury, they're not going to play? But you could always deregister yeah. them, though. Yeah. That was yeah.
1: always, that's always been in the rules, hasn't it? But, you could
0: know, deregister players. But the, the thing that I... Like, yeah. you've got three like halfbacks well no four halfbacks is, but, but Truman's going to be a starter it's obvious so you've got three halfbacks there in Roberts Ellis and Aston that's more than enough yeah. to, to cover an injury do you know what I mean it's, it's not as though like they've only got one halfback and they're having to play Millington True. could play Millington though well, Millington's done a little yeah. stint at six and
1: he's got the hands of a
2: yeah, hasn't exactly. he? he's got so, some beautiful passing off. I mean you'd, uh, you'd imagine that Dabble Powell could get anyone to do you know, if um, there's one yeah. coach who's going to be able to get something out, I mean, like, look at Truman, you know, he chucked tr- Truman in last year through necessity more so than anything else, and, and you know, look how he did so well. Who's to say that Corey Aston couldn't do the same?
0: It'll be, be, be Roberts and Truman, won't it? I, and I, I, don't, I, can't, I can't see Cash bringing anyone in. I, like I like the look of the, the
1: Cash Pack, though. I've always... Uh, fancied them for about three or four years to be honest because they they got some, some really good players there, haven't they? Like so Liam Watts they brought in last season, but Paul McShane, he's missed the consistency. We've already mentioned Grant Millington who's one of my favourite props in Super League. Your back row of Oliver Holmes, Mike McMeekin who McMeekin was a little bit
2: off last year, wasn't he? But I'm
1: sure he can get back to where he
2: was. Well I think I mean I, I mean I think Clarkson I know he's only on trial at the moment, but he's another good example of a player who you can see Powell Darryl Powell getting out, you know, getting a bit more out. He's you know, a similar like builder, isn't it? A bit like Foster, a bit like they did with Alex Foster. Yeah. You know, a bit like they did with Matt Cook. I think, you know, they, they obviously they've obviously played a certain way, and You know, strengthening that squad year on year, but developing the plays So sort of similar to how Wakefield have done, but perhaps a bit more spectacularly. Um, Watts was a really good signing for him last season, and big yeah. fan of Ian Watts. Uh, I think he's uh, f-
0: fantastic. Junior Moore struggled with injuries as well, uh, and J- Jesse Senna Lefeo last season, so it's going to be interesting to see if, he, if they can keep the fitness up, Castle, Castle have won at best. Yeah, Senna
1: Lefeo played 22 games last yeah. year, so he probably missed
0: about 10 games yeah. over
1: the course of the year. Um, Junior Moore's actually played 25 times, Did which I, I was surprised when I looked at that, because I, I thought the same yeah. as you, I thought, oh yeah, but he played uh, he played a lot more off the bench last yeah. year, so I think he, he made 18 of his appearances Huge now, player. off the bench. You, why are you trying to tackle him? <laughs> Do you think as well? Do you think as well this could be the real breakout year for someone like Will Meyer, has also gone round in the Championship prop forward. There. He needs to start pushing forward, yeah. doesn't he?
0: Well, why, 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 Caston? To be fair, I think it's it's getting to that stage you now where Will Will Meyer or Will Meyer, uh, he deserves his uh, deserves his crack at Super League. He's played a few times, I don't know, played played most of the season. Halifax, uh, who was like 18th man, 19th man uh, <laughs> quite a lot of times for, for the last season. And we talked about some of the younger, team, or the
1: younger players that uh, Wakefield are bringing through. I'm quite excited by this clutch of young players, I mean the headline by Kieran Gill, who again is another one of these guys who's been around, another one that's been at Oldham and scored lots of tries at Oldham as well, at League One level, but Callum Turner made his debut last season. Yeah Gill's on well, one well, isn't yeah, he, Gilles this year at yeah. But even so, he's got a squad number, hasn't he? Yeah, so yeah. they could always they could bring, bring him. Back. Back, I think.
2: I right? think yeah. the thing with Cass I think, I think if you look at casper compared to Wakefield, I think you know you were saying before about Wakefield. You know they don't need to be impatient and push up. I think you're probably looking at Castleford now. They've been up and around there, aren't they, for a few years? But they've not really got anything to show for it. Yeah, okay, they got the the league leader shield and, and what have you. But perhaps Castleford now are at the stage where you know you need to be winning some silver. You know. The Challenge Cup, or or, or getting to another Grand Final, and maybe winning the Grand Final, because th- it feels like it, it feels like this is like a a real purple period for, for, for Castleford, and it'd be nice for them to come out of it with, with something you know meaningful to show for it. So are
1: we thinking Castleford top five? Are they going to make this top
2: five for year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: what do you think? Wakefield top eight, All top eight from the clubs we looked at so far.
0: No, I think, I think Wakefield
2: in about four, be honest. Um, I think Wakefield will go top eight. I'm not sure yeah. that'll pay I think yeah, I think
0: Wakefield top eight uh, Rovers Boston four unfortunately. <laughs>
2: We've got one more club to look at. Uh, sorry this for breaking hearts. But <laughs> 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 well, we're never right anyway, anyway so Well yeah, it yeah,
0: probably means Ulki R will probably win, it, yeah. win some silverware this year, now never said that one.
1: And the last club that we're going to look at from a Super League perspective, preview-wise, this week, is Catalan's Dragons. Now, you know, they've... uh,
0: The talk of Rugby League.
1: Brought in quite a number of players. If they don't play in the Challenge Cup, then they're going to have a few free weekends, aren't they? So uh, they're going to be a bit fresher than maybe some of their other opponents that they're going to be playing.
2: I guess the most interesting thing is they've signed three Englishmen. Um, you know, in, in Matty Smith, Whitley, and uh, and Tompkins. Well, if
1: you look at the top thirteen, there's only a couple of players that would be eligible to play for uh, play for France. So are they not going back against what they were set up for? Or am I putting my it's anti-expansion not, I think, head on? I you can see Drew drawing daggers. Yeah. Up. <laughs> I think it's a fair
2: point, mate. They seem to go in. They seem to go in peaks and troughs with this, don't mm. they? I think if you look at Catalan over the Super League area, sometimes they've had teams that have been littered with French players, and then sometimes they've had teams where they've had a lot of Australians, a lot of Englishmen, and, and certainly you're looking at that team now, and, and you are like there's only really a, a, a couple of French players who you yeah. expect to be
1: starting for France. So let's take that top 13 then, You know, so they've named Tony Gigo as their number one, who for me is a fantastic yeah, player. Brilliant uh, to watch. How him, he's yeah. going to mix in with Sam Tompkins will be the interesting thing well, do to we watch we Do we think Tompkins then?
2: is going to play six with yeah. Smith at uh, half-back? I, I would suggest that as well to be honest. Or would Guigio play in the
0: centres? No, Guigio will be full-back, Tompkins at half-back.
1: Then you've got Remy Casti who has he announced his international retirement. Yeah. So he's not going to be playing for France any time <laughs> soon then is he? Um,
0: uh, Benjamin Garcia is the, um, oh, the yeah, other guy I, I really rate Benjamin Garcia I think he's a fantastic and
1: player. that's all of them in the top 13 so we mentioned the French please oh, but if, you go, if right. you go further if you go further into the roster though you have got Julian Bosquet who's been a, a fine interchange prop for, for him for several years Mikhail Simon, who did a, a really good stint at Wakefield. Benjamin Julien, who I thought was a model of consistency for him last year, over twenty nine games. He it was, it
0: was probably that was probably his best season today I think. I think. It, I think he's improved. Um, Vasily, since he's gone back to France and, and to Catalans since he's moved from Warrington.
1: Then you have Jason Bettiere as well, who's also been a bit of a stalwart, isn't he? Yeah, he is. there that long?
2: I think the thing with Catalan is obviously they got a bit of grief, didn't they? You know, the million-pound game season and stuff, and I think they're almost stuck in this sort of... a bit like the whole franchise licensing thing, aren't they? They're stuck in this thing where they're expected to develop players, but then at the same time, they don't want it. They can't afford to be relegated, and it's like you know, do you know what I mean? And it's like if the quality French players aren't there, um, you know, maybe they, maybe this is why they've got to go this way. I mean, I mean it's worth noting that there are there are decent French players at yeah, other clubs in the Super League now. Um, there, Morgan, there are. Morgan, Eskere, there are. The, the
1: the size, you know? there's, there's,
2: there's,
1: there is decent T'allocene. players. I mean, there's even decent players further down this roster as well. To be fair, I mean, Alwix de Costa
0: got
2: on about,
0: played about half the game, to, it's a decent... To topic. be What's fair, um, Mikel Gudimond, play, playing in, in the Challenge Cup one. final on a part-time wage. Only 21 years old. Belmas
2: so. as well, played a few last season. Yeah, five you know? games for Belmas. To, be f- to be fair to to, Cat- to, Bear as well. yeah, to... to be fair to
0: Castellans, they, they do produce the uh players, and I know obviously all the players in France I want to go to Castle because they want to play Super League, uh, but the, they they have had the first share of... A really, really good, talented young player.
2: I mean, I, I mean, I always say that I think Super League's at the point now where it needs two French teams because I think that would help. You know, like you're saying, whereas at the moment, Catalan have almost got the pick of the French players. I know Toulouse have got some quality French players as well, but if you put Toulouse in Super League no, all of a sudden, Catalan are thinking, well, actually, if we don't, if we don't sign mm. and keep on and play a Lucas Al, I mean, I know Albert won't leave because he's, he's connected there, but. If they don't play him, then he can go off and play for Toulouse in Super League without having to leave France. And I think that might—I think that's always been my argument with the French team thing—is, you know, if you're going to have one, yeah. you need to have two now because it's been that long. Ah, oh,
1: but then what well, you say? You need to have three. No, you no, but you know, what no. I mean, European, I know, but I mean what rather
2: than Super having one, you either have none or you have two, in my opinion, um, and because I think that would help. Because then the the because at the moment you know you're looking at Catalan and all the pressure's on them to develop the French players isn't it but at the same time they've got to be competitive whereas if you've got Toulouse in the mix as well all of a sudden you've got double the number of French (coughs) players potentially playing too I also want to just chuck in though why is it
1: Catalan's Dragons are now they've never been playing in our league over here. Oh no you won't years. say no,
0: them. Why are they, they not in RFL? Go on. So why are they not the <laughs> <in our league>? RFL? <laughs> because it's a the
2: French Federation. And they're a member of the French Federation. Why should they be playing in our competition though? Oh, that's, if that's a that's a different if thing. If they're
1: not know. a member of the RFL. I'm, that drum. I'm sorry if it gets as boring as Drew going on about Wigan everywhere. week. Oh, so We're we'll
2: trying not to as many even though we slip one in. I think it's a fair, uh, I think it's a fair, fair argument, Dave. I think, I think everything's a bit of a... It's all gone a bit messy, hasn't it? I think uh, certainly the last ten years or so, the way rugby league's gone, it's all got very messy. There's not really a clear, you know, why are Catalans in Super League? Yeah. You know, why are Toronto in Championship? You know? Why, you know, do you know what I mean? Why are we talking about Barcelona for the Magic weekend? Well, you know, whatever you want to, whatever it is, we mean, it's like, yeah, there's but, almost like no, but, there's no thought upon I thought the reason why we had Catalan was to develop the France team so England had competitive international. Yet here we are, 12, 13 years later, and it's like, well, that's not happening, so it's like, well... The thing is as well, they need to
0: play... Uh, it's like when when... There was talented French players who just didn't play in the awesome internationals. They didn't play in the European Championships just because like they wanted a longer offseason. It's mm. like, oh what's? It's I, kind of defeating the. Obvious
2: I think season, I think the pro- the problem you've got at the moment is that there's a lot of stuff going on. That we it's almost like we're just throwing some stuff up in the air and hoping some of it works without there being a little bit of a plan as to well what's the you know it's like a bit like the Belgrade thing in the Challenge Cup. I like, no disrespect to Red Star Belgrade. But what is the objective of this, what is the objective of them being in the cup, what are we working towards? That's a question, I can't answer it. I hope they you know, it. And that, and that's, and, I hope and we that's, get to Wembley. The well they've got walk. two USA internationals. So,
0: I hope Red Star play Longhorn in the Challenge Cup final 2019. <laughs> Longhorns have got to get through at
1: late for sure. My mate Craig Savage
2: will make sure that they don't I'm sure. <laughs> it's, um, but it, you know, do you know what I mean? I think we just got at the point where, at the moment, you know, if you look at the last 10-15 years, even like going back to Gateshead and Celtic Crusaders and like all these things are happening. But ultimately, if if you sit down and look at where we are compared to 20-25 years ago, it's not really, it's not really advanced in any way. If you compare it to fifty years ago, it's not advanced. And also, it's like all we do is we turn, we tie ourselves in knots, we alienate people, and we don't actually get anywhere, anyway. So, it'd be nice It'd be nice if, in my opinion, I think, you've got to sit down and look at Catalan and say, right, if we're going to persist with Catalan being in the Super League or in an RFL competition or whatever you want to call it, then we need to have to lose it, or we need I, another French team. I agree to it. though. Or just say to Catalan, look, we've had I mean, enough now, you go back to the French League and let's try and grow I mean, a competitive French League. Are we now heading to that
1: situation? To lose, we've
0: got to come in, into Super League. Are we now
1: heading into that situation though where there is a risk of the certain teams that maybe from a, a financial point of view or from a logistic point of view or from a, a sponsorship point of view that would look better in super league and they'll pull yeah, the drawbridge but, but again but
2: this is always part. this is part of the problem though isn't it Dave? is that super league was started to become an, a new attractive competition and the perception was rightly or wrongly that a manchester team or a you know, or Paris would be a much more attractive than, say, a witness or a key player or a defender or, or, yeah, or, or, or whatever. Yeah. And and I think the problem you've got is rugby league hasn't decided what it wants. It hasn't decided. Well, does it want the franchise clubs and the big city clubs, or does it just want to have the team? You know, you look. At, like I said, I did the article before, which is on the site now. If, you look, at, if you look, if you look at the, I think they look, the initial proposal for Super League was fourteen teams, and one of those teams was Halifax. Now, if you were having that conversation now, Halifax would be nowhere near it. And likewise, Warrington were gonna be merged with Witness, whereas now if you were talking about a franchise league, Warrington would be a standalone. They had a colder club that they yeah uh, sort of but that it's, like if it's United, if you know, they and remember as well. And, <laughs> and you look at say, you know, Wigan and St Helens, so Wigan and St. Helens, two of the biggest clubs, two of the most successful clubs, two of the most iconic rugby league clubs. Seven miles apart, they could have merged them and all. Well well and that's that's the, <laughs> well, that's the well that's the thing that's the thing though, Dave. Where where you know where where do you stop? Because if you create if you create this league, and it's like you're saying, well actually, we don't want Castleford because it's only a small town. Well, St Ellis is only a small town. And then... It's the 79th largest town in England. But then, but then what if you get to a point... What, where, what happens when you get to a point where you've got... Just because we're saying just because
1: we're signing
2: in Warrington, which no, is no, 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 I mean no, Warrington the, sa- no, I mean the same as well. What happens when you get to a point where Castleford, LKR, Huddersfield, whatever, they've all been punted out, so you've got Toronto, New York and whoever in. What happens when there's only Wigan Saints, Leeds and Warrington left, and they say, well, actually, we don't want Wigan and Saints anymore because we want, I don't know, Moscow magpies or whatever. What happens then? You know what they could do? They could mm. maybe... This is where Red Star Belgrade comes in, isn't it? Maybe they, Maybe there's a one-term <laughs> thought for them. Well, this is what I mean. I think the thing is we will believe. For it to really grow, surely, the French a French league's got to grow to be a competitive standard. Yeah, but I don't And I if, don't Toron- think, if Toronto... I don't, you don't to
0: think, like, if, I don't think going back to the French league will do it good, to be fair. I genuinely don't. There's, uh,
1: there's another thing that I want to raise here. Do you reckon that Rob Elston, when he gets up in the morning, gets up out of his NRL bedspread, switches off his NRL clock. NRL? NRL clock. Yeah. Why NRL? Because he seems obsessed with the NRL. <laughs> we're headed, we'll be coming NRL 2, we might as well change the Super League. Well, well it's, it's, it's NRL's NRL's yeah. two.
2: Uh, there is an interesting thing, a former Super League uh, CEO said to me once that he thinks that Super League should have rebranded to NRL Europe. And I don't think that would be a terrible idea now because what you could do is you could set. because I think the problem you've got is we're taking over the English Leagues the English Leagues with all this expansion stuff whereas if you a bit like what super league was meant to be where you break away have nrl NRL europe and basically say right look if you want to apply to a franchise in nrl europe you can do but super league's going to stay as it is championship's going to stay as it is so then we're going to have that decision to make well do we want to play in nrl europe or do we just want to play in super league and then you know you'd have catalan would play in nrl europe toronto could go in nrl europe and do it that way that's what I perceive, That's what I see as a solution. You could not even have the point where yeah, if, if, Wigan so, into, so. if Wigan went into if Wigan went into an Europe, Wigan could have like a reserve team that played in Championship or or, or even League. work up to Super League. I think. I honestly think that would be the best solution.
1: Uh, I mean, you know, obviously we've got this hashtag New Beginnings coming out for Super League. So this is where it's all under. There's a lovely video which they put together, which
2: hashtag I- New Beginnings until the next new beginning.
1: So, hashtag, hashtag new until, beginning. Until in 2019. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, until New Year of 2020. Not to be fair though, I mean, like I really like the video that they put out because it's got rid of the Brownlee brothers. It's got yeah. rid of, um, you know, just people talking. The Brownlee brothers
2: not half get some stick on this show. Just
1: talking about the game. It's actually showed some game footage, which yeah. is what if you can't sell a rugby league off its own footage, you've got no then chance. You've no chance. You know, I mean, even even Eskimos sell uh, sell ice, don't they? <laughs> Sell so. rice to the Chinese, <laughs> um, but yeah, let's have a look because I mean, we did get asked, um, about some of these uh, innovations, so called, that have been brought in. So, interchange is down from 10 to 8, I agree with that. So, I've no qualms with that at all. No,
2: yeah, um, do you think just just on that interchange, I don't have this opinion and I don't think it'll make much of a difference, but I've seen a bit of concern that does that mean that. Because you reduce an interchange from ten to eight, that all the players are going to continue moulding into the same shape and the same. What body's a temple? Yeah, you know, all all be the same robotic athletes rather than you know you're not going to have a a Frank team type player who can come on for ten minutes. Yeah, but and what you, you don't see you not see, see them anymore, do you anywhere? <laughs> We're, no, well, that's not I me. Mean, but really I don't, know, I, don't I don't, I don't agree. It's just I've seen that opinion often. Like, of, like, in, on, on like in rugby league, for example,
0: uh, rugby union, sorry, for example, you're, like even the you look at test matches. I don't, I don't watch rugby union, but you look at test matches and you think, hey, how's here, rugby? You're running, you know what I mean? How can union. you say that if you don't watch it? No, you look at them sometimes. Rug, you're sometimes <laughs> uh, unit, you know, I know think, what I mean? I
2: think rugby union is far more inclusive than rugby league because I think. I think there's a, there's a place in rugby union for people of all sorts of sizes and body types. Whereas so I think in rugby league we have been certainly the last ten years, everyone's turned into yeah. the same six foot three. You know, athletic, dude, strong is just
0: jealous because he's five foot one. Well,
2: yeah. But to be fair, out of the three
1: of us, you're the only one who'd get, get anywhere You'd near get a game. In a rugby league. We could play rugby in your media. Yeah, we could play, you know, I'd be I'd be a flanker. I'm, I'm sure people have call me worse things, I could be a flanker.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it rhymes with flanking. And uh, I could just stand on the wing out of the way. And
1: say, yeah, and that's why they've got pockets. And,
2: yeah. In,
1: in, but anyway, no, I'm not having a go to review because obviously I'm doing a bit of work in
2: that. Hashtag cold serve. Cold the. for them. Uh, yeah, um,
1: but uh, yeah. What do you think of these <laughs> with the stop watch- with the stopwatches? Uh, shop- no, well, yeah, is it, is know, it
2: you, is it you doing it, Dave? We thought maybe it yeah. might be you you'd pop up in the corner of the screen on Sky with well, your stop clock. Do you know what instead
0: of instead of like the old Sky what was it? The meter maker or something well I like a little thing, on a baby you just pop it up in the corner. Do you think do you think they'd have, they have like stop corner? Do you think,
2: think they'll like, a do you think they'd have like a countdown clock on the big screen at the match so as soon as the ball goes out it'll start doing it? We could get sponsorship from Channel 4, you know, Channel 4 Super League. I I think it's going to get really confusing, you know.
1: What, with the clock? Yeah, because here, according to what was was put in the press release, the last five minutes of each fixture will see the clock stopped automatically after a penalty goal or a drop goal, if it goes out of play on a conversion as well, or after a try if a team chooses not to take the conversion attempt. Yeah, very confusing here. You know. I reckon it's no wonder that they need to bring it in in pre season, is it? Because they'll need to know when to stop the clock. No, Does that mean available. if you
2: catch a conversion in the in goal that the clock doesn't stop? So exactly, you've, you've come up with a question there. We don't know. Because you, you, In theory, I suppose you could just catch the ball
0: yeah,
1: and then just walk back. I believe there's a couple of games that they're going to try in pre season, isn't there?
0: With oh, the, yeah, yeah. the, I the right, as well. Right. If you, if you kick a ball, I don't think it's going to just loop
2: over and just stop it in goal. Well, I don't. If you were kicking from the touchline, I think you could catch the ball in goal from a conversion. But if it goes over a big conversion? It? And,
0: yeah, if, and if it's not, you just start again. Well, so, you, so
1: again, it's chucking up. It's chucking up more
2: questions yeah, than yeah, it's right, supposed right, to answer. Right, yeah. If
1: these two are asking the questions, God knows where we'll, we'll else
2: send these to trial it out. I think in the next weekend. Um, take, don't forget to stop what? I don't like the fact that we've got Golden Point
1: coming into regular league games. Why does that have yeah, to be? A I and a loser? I, I
2: don't. I, I don't see the point in that. I think the other thing for me that bothers me more so than anything else is that it's one real for Super League, and then you know Championship's different. So we have draws in Championship, well, and we still have draws in Super League.
1: To be fair, there was always a differentiation, wasn't there? Well, th- I think
2: between. Super League and Championship because if, if yeah you go back yeah, like the different guys, point system. And the thing the yeah. thing with the golden point is that if it goes ten minutes and there's no point, they're going to call it a draw anyway. So why not just call it a draw after eighty minutes? You, you could be risking player welfare in those. 10 minutes, so they, they, could, you? they could play it actually ten minutes for no reason. I don't, I don't see the biggest. And then you're going to get things coaches things. the following week saying, "Oh well." We had to play ninety minutes last week, and they only had to play eighty minutes. And that, you know, I can see that happening. We we'll, we we can have a sweet stake I, on it. It'll be the first. I goal. I,
0: don't, I don't see the biggest issue in it to be fair. Like, I I not not been bothered if the draw stayed, and I'm I'm not bothered if, it, if since golden points been brought in, it's only ten minutes at the end of the day. And I I know it it could be slightly worse for the players, obviously because the. the they could potentially play an extra 10 minutes, could play an extra 1 minute. Maybe you get another um, interchange
2: chucked in though, which might help uh, alleviate that. <laughs> well that's another question. Um, but they have it in football now, I don't think you get an extra so, substitution in
0: extra time. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I don't see the bigger, I think it could possibly make it more entertaining. Uh, we, does we, it, we does we it see, make drop goal specialists a bit more valuable? Yeah, that, that, that's what I was saying the other week, like if you had a Danny Richardson, it's Perfect, isn't it? Really, because like, Danny Richardson. No, well, he's going to
1: have to hurry up his goal kicking, isn't he? Because he, I bet he takes longer than eighty seconds. put the ball down. I've, I've, I've said it I've in the clock.
0: I've, 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 I've said it a few times, but worst, worst one I've seen is Christian witness. No, e, Danny Sickles e, is the e, worst one. He took at least two, two, I mean, two and a half minutes. Witness didn't score that
2: many tracks. Ah, you're,
1: <laughs> you're, you're being too modern. You know, the likes of Jimmy Leggard back in that 1950s. and uh, Showing uh, your age but, there, dude. Uh Colin Tyra. My granddad used to tell me all about Colleen Tyra. Liam Wigan he used to tip forever. He used to be able to go and uh, have a cup of tea, get a cup of Bovril, uh, and still get back, and he'd still not kick the goal. There's all kinds of legend about that, you know. Um, so, apparently... We're going to be having no longer than 80 seconds on a kick at goal.
2: But, it's from that, it, but when does that start? Does that start as soon as the ball's grounded? Does it start when they put the ball on the cone? Does it start... Shouldn't when it shouldn't start, start from the try then that would speed things up, oh, would you, 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 you can already go
1: on that... Wait, you a... can imagine
2: what's going to happen. You, sco- you score a try and you're going to lob the ball into the crowd and then that'll be 20 seconds and the kicker will have to be like, oh, get the ball, get out of If you
0: score a try, this thing I do is, is ever... Work corners at grounds, i smack ball out at
2: corner at grounds. <laughs> someone's got the ball boy's got to go fagging out pin, pin down the ball boy who's got the ball so and yeah. say, don't chuck that in. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> but it could end up with your ball boy you must. You'd have to put your ball boy on salary
2: cap. Yeah? Well, yeah, because I've seen it at a few football grounds where, uh, you know, where they have athletics tracks around the pitch. And I was at a game earlier this season where the manager of the home team they were winning one 0 and he basically told the ball boys to go and sit down because obviously whenever the ball was going out of play, they were just chucking the ball back on. Whereas when it was going out of play on the athletics track, it was taking ages to fetch the ball back.
1: So we're taking these we're taking these um, sort of actions, if you like, in Super League to speed the game up because uh, we're going to have a thirty second shot clock on a drop out, thirty five second. Uh, why scroll. does it have to be different, though, Dave? Why
2: is thirty-five? Why, why, is, why is it not just thirty? Why, seconds? Why, yeah, why that can't person. they just say it's thirty seconds? It's a typical rugby league thing. Is to just make it complicated for no reason. Um, so, I mean, you got
1: and as well. What are we gonna? What are we gonna have? There's gonna be new things coming from the crowd, isn't there? It's a thirty-five second warning, ref. Thirty-five second warning.
2: Well, I mean, the the thing you always get people um, saying about, um, you know, when they're having conversions and people are moaning about time wasted and the clock stopped because that's what they do, don't yeah. you? You get that in the crowd all the time, where people are
1: like, oh, hurry up, and it's like, the clock stop, don't make any difference. Um, I, I've got to mention uh, an old coach at Lee here, uh, in uh, Paul Terzis, Australian, came over, was coach at Lee just after Ian Ward's first spelling charge, and um, he actually wanted the clock to be stopped every time there was a try scored and it not to go back on until the kick-off, because then everyone was getting a full 80 minutes of rugby around than having to uh, wait uh, around and whatever. So, I mean, I don't know what that would have done with, like, timings and stuff. We're already up top. I, mean, well, I, I think we're well, I mean, I mean, really to be happy with a full 80 minutes
2: of I think, obviously, the issue is, is that, and I'm sure I've seen it on Twitter, I think it was Bilko on Twitter, who put about how long the grand final was this year compared to five years ago it's uh, you know it's like as soon as there's a dropout, you can bet your life play will go down treatment will come on you know and that, that that'll you need to eradicate that it's like if you go down it's like it's play on you know if you've gone down the pits there it's play on and then see how many people go down i think i was at a game i can't remember what game it was last season where was that a game where someone's gone down in battle play you know feigning an injury, that's or, that's injury that's or something or claiming to be injured and then the ref's that's just that's played that's on, on. And all of a sudden, he's miraculously made a recovery and, r- and ran back into the defensive line. Well, I think That's that you'd, you'd actually, you'd actually catch the players that are just swinging the lead on, yeah. you. And and the fact you can't tell me that it, that on every Did drop. Out, I'm I'm, I'm dead. I'm, di- I'm, I'm dead here. You're dead. We're, we've been whittling on dead. for that. We've going been on, with on for that long. Dude. Did we
1: tell you it was a three-hour special? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Three hours. It's not Thursday lunch anymore. It's Thursday all day. Thursday it's tea like tea. an all-day brunch. James, i charge on anything.
0: Too busy, we're too hard. Oh, we've got a bit, Whoa, got a bit of noise. We're on, we're on. You can hear us in FM,
1: FM stereo. <laughs> oh,
2: here we go, we've had loads of comments. What
0: about having an extra interchange of goals to golden points? next time we discuss yeah, yeah. that. Uh, yeah, we mentioned that. remember I mean, oh. actual draws where they're in Super League last year? Does. does it really it? warrant a golden point rule? Uh, exactly. That. Well, that's from the one, the only. Fred I totally agree with David, you, Dad. David, David. Dad. <laughs> um, David Taylor, what is the penalty for delay? for delay, um, well, they mention, for delay
1: game, yeah. They've not mentioned the what the penalty would be. And then if they boot it out of play, that's delayed game. Well, if, it, it, it?
2: if both teams take ages to pack down, who who'd you, you penalise? The slowest. <laughs> Will Sky show, show
0: extra time or bring it? Come forward to seven o'clock. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a good point. They don't Yeah,
2: but they don't have. They, it, as soon as it pretty much finishes, now on Sky it goes off, doesn't it? I'd be a fan of ten past seven kick off. You'd be, you'd be done then, wouldn't you? Hopefully by ten o'clock. It's a, it's, a fair, it's a fair point. Who, who made that point about Sky? Dave. Because it's a fair point because at the moment it's full time. You pretty much have one coaching you and then it's finished. Well, what if they have got an extra ten minutes? What's going to happen then? Let's just
0: be like, that the early weeks is on. Neil Maslin says lowering interchanges is key stopping multiple huge players smashing it out for 10 or 15 minute spells is compounding the injuries and meaning the clubs are more concerned about winning contact slash wrestling rather yeah. than playing and skill levels now, I do
1: agree do you, with that I think you, that
2: you,
0: there is a lot of uh, you, so much
2: size isn't it do power. you think that a long term change would be to scrap interchanges and just have traditional substitutions so oh. once you've come on you can't go off. No, that's a bit of old fashioned. That's a bit too old fashioned. Come on,
0: Winston but, uh, says as a Leeds fan, I fear golden point big time. Oh, so, they but, were involved in a so, number of close games last season weren't the Leeds. So yeah, so this def- definitely, um, obviously, highlights the importance of
2: yeah, you're having a drop goal special. Having a drop basically. goal special. It'd, it'd be interesting to know whether um, it, teams it, have been it, practicing. It, it will be the drop
0: the, the drop goalers then. For each team it'd be obviously Don Richardson at Saints at Warrington. Oh you're, you're, you've
1: you've talked
0: yourself into a written piece here, uh, Ben Roberts. You'd assume... Ben Roberts would have to actually play. Warrington. <laughs> uh, ben Roberts at cast Warrington would have probably Austin you'd, you'd, have, you'd have to think. Maybe Patton if he was on the field. At Wigan you'd have...
2: Hardacre's uh, had him before, hadn't he? Uh, none uh, of uh, them's as good team. as Norman Turley.
0: Norman Turley was the best ever drop ball kicker. Uh, Dale Rob says, "How okay, can fans get there for seven when they struggle for for Yeah, Nonsense. Well, see, Dev. Defending listeners. Sorry, sorry. What, listeners. We, could, we could always. To be fair. Off to be eight. fair,
2: we could always just play on Sundays.
1: Oh, don't, don't oh, go, oh, go that. Don't oh. go Don't go talking about revolution
0: like that, James. <laughs> uh, um. It's, there's a lot of a lot of um comments regarding golden points. He certainly sparked. Some interest. Uh, so on like our it. social channels there. uh Yeah, I've, I've enjoyed the discussions before.
1: Um, yeah, I, I want to chuck uh, another couple of points in before we, we oh, have a look
0: at the fixtures. Yeah, just a quick one. One more popped up. Dog Hunt saw so one. I assume Adrian. He might or he might have had one for two. He'd be good for job. Uh, so one recently that he'd like another middle before the start of the season. Who do you, who do you think? Would it make a good addition to the Wigan pack potentially at this stage of the season? Ah, uh, who's available? Exactly. Have they, have they got any quotes? I think
1: they've surely got quotes. Yeah, not they, would,
0: they would have. They've only they've got. It's better be some Australian that's
1: you know played about ten NRL games a <laughs> little we'll chuck ninety grand at.
0: Isn't that Wigan dead, is he? <laughs> <laughs> <You're right>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, what are they like, are these lobby gobblers? Done, yeah. it, done it again. Right, on, Dave. What are we talking about? Every club needs a, 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 uh, yeah. yeah, he a good. Every Don Bram Barney for drop goals. Don Bram Barney, yeah. He is. He's, he's a, a very
1: good is. goal. Uh, field kicker as well. Uh, Pat Walker. Pat Walker has dropped a few as well.
0: Got to say, he's
2: Pat Walker goals. And a few goals.
0: I get Dave Taylor says I get to Perpignan each year in time for kickoff, but I set off on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit like the show that, to be fair.
2: So <laughs> we've got, we've got a rea- we've had a really interesting uh, fan mail. I can't remember when we when we scheduled it out to on the side. So we have mailbox every Tuesday. You can write your letters into James at And we had a really interesting fan mail from I think Terry. I think he I can't remember who he supports, but he was saying how Catalan mm-hmm. basically all their home games were on Saturdays. They never get any move for Sky. They never get a move to Thursday or Friday night. All their games are on Saturdays. And is that fair? When everyone, you know, I think he used the point of London Broncos. One of their first home games against Hull on a Thursday night or something. And it's like, you know, Catalan have got it made, haven't they? Really? Yeah. Because they play all their thirteen, however many home games, all on a Saturday night, all at the same time, all on Sky, all got the video ref. And they're not even an RFL member. <laughs> so yeah, look out for that one on the. If you didn't
0: Gas on our RFL members. I'm um, glad <laughs>
1: that you've joined the club. I'm going to get a t-shirt made, you know, I think. Go
2: yeah, on, Dave. See, so, oh. now you're trying to steam so yeah. me up. Yeah, we need it. Shot clock. Yeah, shot
1: clock. Shot clock. Um, right. This one sort of came to my attention. Um, I was watching it unfold on Twitter last night. because Featherstone Rovers have now uh, said that their ground isn't available for the Barley Yorkshire Cup Junior Finals after it's been scheduled for I think a yeah, couple of months if I remember right? Yeah, you know, just, you've got contacts in Fiji, you, you know, for, you know what I know. Uh, I believe that there was even contacts from over this side of the Pennines trying to get the Barley Yorkshire Cup well, well, I can believe be it. Son. I can believe it.
2: I mean, I mean Featherston have shot. Featherstone, to be clear, so Featherston are playing Halifax in a friendly heart, and this is the cancelling. But I think Featherston have really shot themselves in the foot, haven't they? Because Featherston's ground is probably one of the most used grounds in, in the rugby league, isn't it? Oh, you I know? Just
1: think they, maybe they've realised that they've not been charging as much. Because I mean, I know the uh, National Conference League have taken grand finals to witness, haven't they? And mm. actually took everything to Featherston last year. Mm. You're right, Featherston has been a. a and it's like, place. is this
2: episode now going to put people off from going there? You know, I know. And, and I think that Featherstone a bit of an own goal for them, really. And you know, exactly. you know, whole witnesses at Featherston this week. Like I said, they had the conferencing, they've had the women's stuff there, and it's like all of a sudden now they've just created a situation that they, they didn't need to because I mean they could play artifacts the whenever they want. They could have played them on Saturday. They could have played them after the finals. Well, to be fair, to be fair, the finals are taking place on the Saturday and the Sunday. Right. So, um, well, but but the party still stands all day. They didn't have to arrange their match to be played, Oh, they could have reversed it, or they could have played it, it
0: out. Fact, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so, it's uh, um, um, you, you probably think, probably think uh, Bar will definitely uh, consider moving it, uh, moving it elsewhere, in uh, especially the when you consider period. that Featherston have been so Fen- moaning about yeah.
2: the uh, you know, the, since the end of last season, they've been moaning about the, the reduction in central funding. Now, obviously stage of the Barla Cup Finals won't be a massive money spinner but you know every little helps
1: it'll still bring some money in yeah. won't it like you say and um, yeah interesting to note as well that uh, I think the guy that you talked about earlier on uh, Mr Carter over at Wakefield yeah I've seen he be been trying on, to get he put a note
2: in and sort of mm-hmm. said well email me and I'll see what I can Deep do for so and that's a prime example of how easy is that you know positive PR for Michael Carter there I and mean, have just created a negative PR story for what what benefit? What so they can play Halifax?
1: Um, you were in their league anyway. The final point, and this was sent to me on Twitter by Laith Dave, and he's asked. That Who's he support? I've no idea. <laughs> I've no idea. But having said, having said that, he's on about championship on TV and about. Yes, well, you have got
2: to Yeah, we've had a lot of debate on that. On the, yeah, we've had we've had loads of fan mail. Uh, we had loads of mail to the mailbox um, on site in the last few weeks about the championship. Dave, Dave can send one in if you want. Yeah, if Late Dave wants to send one in. Um, so our understanding is that there's the discussion being had about Toronto's games being shown on Sky. Um, but other than that, n- nothing's really. Would that be a
1: home and away sh- situation? So, yeah. kind of like, so my my
2: understanding is Toronto Witness will be on Sky, um, which is um is that double header at, at Newcastle, of course, with uh, Newcastle Doncaster. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just ridiculous that you think that what 15 years ago we had a live championship game every week. And yet, yeah, you look at how many channels there are and how much technology is advanced in that time, and we've we've not got any championship.
1: Is it because there's a cost element, and the
0: footballs sort of sucking all the life out of all the? Yeah, but
2: maybe, but I mean, it doesn't cost that much to not broadcast to be, it's, it's, the game.
0: It's not to be fair because I'm a, a, a Wigan Athletic fan, and I've watched them on Sky a few times this year. But Sky have a feature you now where it's it's a red button, so you can press the red button and it, 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 you can pick what, one of eight or ten games, yeah, or whatever it is, yeah. and it's only one camera. There's yeah. no commentary on it at all, no punditry at half-time yeah. or full-time before the game or anything like that. It's literally just well, a Dave could do
2: the commentary.
0: Well, yeah, Dave could do the Dave's commentary. Dave's available. But on, on, on We're Sky working it, on a new website for him as we speak. Um <laughs> So on Sky, it's press red button, select your game, and it's just one one camera, no commentary at all, and that and it can um, really be
2: that simple. It's it's not about the quality or the production. The, the wider issue it's, is that um, the rights were sold on a ridiculous basis. Where how can you sell the rights to a competition without guarantees of it being sold? Could you imagine the any football competition selling their TV rights without a guarantee of it of, of any games being shown? Which would not happen. No, so no. I think you know massive. You know, it's a massive failure, really, it has to be said of of the RFL. But we jumped right back into Sky, didn't we? I don't think. Yeah, but there's not an issue with jumping into Sky. It's more of an issue of saying, right, if you want the championship, right, you've got to show one live game a week. And well, the thing was that
1: it also it affected some other shows that were going on other networks when mm. they pulled it all and, and sort
0: of got really strict
1: on on uh, stuff, didn't they? Yeah, it? so I think, I think it's maybe. Just, maybe
0: what about? You could, you could, it's, there's got to be championship on Sky. Or any other platform, um, but if, if you are it on Sky, because obviously they own the rights. So we'll use Sky as an example. One, one game a week on Sky, and you could even have that on the. Th- you could have the championship on the Thursday. Hang
1: on, no, 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 you keep saying you keep, you keep saying
0: this, and they keep saying put the championship.
1: on Thursday. Like, These are like two part time. I,
2: I think I th- I quite like the idea of having like a Sunday evening. Yeah. You know, like a six o'clock on a Sunday or something. Well, did it, used we, did we have a, it used to be an old, an old uh, slot, was it? Yeah, didn't, didn't we have a... What what game did we have last year? Was there a Super League game that was on, like, a Sunday night? I can't remember what game it was now. And it was like, a, you know, like half, six or quarter, seven on a Sunday. Million it was, game. it was great. No, I don't think it was a million pound game. I think... Well, I mean, obviously, I know that was. But, I mean... or oh, was that a Saturday? Oh, I don't know, anyway. But I think that'd be... If you could get to a point where, you know, Championship fans go to their game at three, but then they get home in time for the half-six Championship game of the week.
0: So, well, it, it, you could even, I know I know Catalan's are on on a Saturday, so even even as
2: a start, you could just do all to the weeks, so the, the weeks when Catalan's... No, but I think the point is that Toronto will always be on, will after Catalan?
0: Yeah, true.
2: So, like, you know, you have your Super League Thursday, Super League Friday, Catalan-Toronto Saturday, and then Championship Sunday, that'd be perfect. Mm-hmm. So we've sorted Rugby League there. We have sorted Rugby yeah, League. We've sorted it. Uh, So
1: we've gone through all the talking points. Have we any more comments that um, anybody wants us to uh, go through, do you reckon? Um, Whilst whilst he's doing that, I'll fill you in with the pre-season fixture list that's happening this weekend. So this coming Saturday, we've got the big derby, Salford against Swinton, 1pm. We've got Featherstone taking on Hunslet Club Parkside. We've got the big battle of the Rochdale Borough between Rochdale Hornets and Rochdale Mayfield. Halifax take on Hunslet at 3 Bradford against Jewsbury follows at half past five. And on Sunday, Hull Rovers against Widnes. I'm sure that you're warming up your rattle as we speak. Um, for, uh, Wakefield against Hull. Batley take on York City Knights. It's Huddersfield against Bradford, which is interesting, considering that they're also playing on the Saturday. They must have a big squad, Bradford. Um, Barrow take on Oldham, Doncaster against Leeds, gotta mention this one because it's Kyle Keswick's testimonial he's been there 10 long years at Doncaster, over 200 appearances, great bloke, good <coughs> player um, so if you can get to that one he deserves every penny and then we mentioned before Workison and Whitehaven,
0: the Ike Southwood Memorial Trophy Thanks for that Dave, just a couple more comments coming in on first ball. Uh, Mike Malloy says, are ah, the London games booked for evenings on Sky? they are playing them on a Sunday, but fans might struggle to get uh, to away games on time. Though. They're playing
2: in three on Sundays, aren't they? I think that's their regular, exactly regular slot. Yes. Or certainly it is during the Rugby Union season. Oh, yeah. Because they share with
0: you. David Taylor says, played the Barley games in Keithley. Good show, yeah, yeah, I would be up for that. Yeah. yeah. Keep it in Yorkshire anyway um Fred again said uh, reversing fixtures to a stadium that is not by, owned by the club is sometimes a no-no. Halifax, for instance, may well be in use that day by the football club. true the yeah. um, Obviously Wheatley, uh no of that problem as Manchester United under 21s on the women's team. No, use the LSV. Yeah, the, the LSV
1: thing. only turn around to, to Lee, I believe, and I don't know if I can say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Go on, Dave, go on, <laughs> go on. And um, <laughs> Lee wanted to do two friendlies, but I've only been able to book one in. Yeah, the plain playing Broncos, aren't Yeah, they right? Broncos at the end of the month. Uh, uh, and
0: then, a- anyway, that's us, uh, done and dusted. Barrel.
2: <laughs> go on, Barrow. Up the Raiders. Up the Raiders? That's what
0: Dave commented saying. Up the Raiders? Oh, not me. All right,
1: okay. No, yeah, Barrow against the them, that one was, wasn't it? So, yeah, Yeah. so that's us done and dusted for this week. Uh, Join us next week for more nattering from us three.
0: Cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network.